0: Welcome to the Hockey Hurts Podcast for April 18th of 2017. I'm Ryan Wilson, Penguins writer of HockeyBuzz.com.
1: I'm Cameron Welch from HockeyHertz.com.
0: Uh We have the playoffs to talk about. Uh, we, we had intended on doing a preview of the playoffs, but the schedules didn't align, and Cam, you went off the grid.
1: Yeah, I had five days off the grid, so basically I got back to the real world, I don't know, 60 hours ago, and I've tried to watch as much hockey as possible since. (laughs) Um,
0: I did previews for Hockey Buzz for each series, so at least I have uh, something out there to uh, objectively fall back on, to, to what I've been right with, and also I got got some of them pretty wrong so far, even though it, uh, it's it been a weird start to the playoffs. There's been uh, some, well, that's what you get with small samples, some some things that break away from logic. Uh, first one that comes to mind was Minnesota being down 0-3, even though they're kind of having their way with St. Louis, and Jake Allen is... Uh, having one of those stretches that any goalie in the league can have, it just so happens it's at a really important time.
1: Feels like he's Yara it.
0: Correct. And then um, you have some other series that Toronto being up 2-1 in Washington, which isn't the most shocking thing ever because Toronto has some really nice high-end players that can make plays, and they have been but again Washington like when are you going to put it together
1: it feels as though whatever little tiny chink in the armor that they actually have it appears as though that's what always gets shown up like it's their bottom pairing well actually it's almost every time Orpic's out on the ice they seem to get scored on um It's just, it's really weird with the Caps. Like, they should be wiping the floor with Toronto, shot volume wise and quality of shot wise, and they're not. And it's one of those things where I don't think they can handle Toronto's out and out speed defensively. If the Caps have got the puck, they're fine. But Toronto, when they have the puck, The Caps aren't as great at defending them as they probably would have hoped they would would be.
0: Yeah, but they have some changes they can make. They let Nate Schmidt back in the lineup with Alsner being hurt. And that's probably more of an even swap than people are willing to admit. Yeah. Um, Schmidt has a little bit of skating ability. What needs to happen is when Alsner gets back, don't take Schmidt out, take Orpik
1: out. That's kind of what I was trying to allude to. The other, the other thing they need to do is actually play Ovi. Just play him. He played 16 minutes, I think, in game three.
0: Yeah, unless he's hurt, you're overcoaching.
1: Yep. You need your best players out there as often as you can. And, um, you know, you just, you've just got to get him out there. It's, it's, it's pretty simple. Um, hey, you... There's always one team that gets into the playoffs that is in the Leafs position at some point um, in the fact that they're new to the playoffs. It's like the Edmonton are in exactly the same boat as what Toronto are, just on different sides of the bracket. So um, they go in with eyes wide open and um, hope that everything falls their way, thus far being 2-1 up in a pretty, well actually an extremely fun series to watch. Yeah, as this was my yeah.
0: series that I Yeah I predicted I'd have a, a lot of interest in and it hasn't disappointed. It's been the most interesting one for
1: sure. Well it's just two teams that know how to score and, and one team that doesn't care that they can't defend as well as they probably need to. <laughs>
0: but yeah, that's that makes for entertaining hockey. I knew you know, Toronto I think is near the top five for shot creation. And in the bottom five at prevention, so high event hockey. I'm all, I'm all, I'm always for it. So,
1: and it only takes Freddie Anderson to outplay Holtby in two games, and things get dicey for the Caps.
0: Yeah, and that's the that's probably the biggest area where Holtby was like the career leader in playoff save percentage coming into this playoff run, and with a significant enough amount of minutes to to say that's. It's not fluky that he's played that well in the playoffs. It's not no, like a one-run thing. He's been really good all the runs, and he's not been great. His, um, his numbers are, are much lower for, for these three games than what the team's accustomed to.
1: And it could happen at this time of the year. He's not the only goalie. And amongst the sixteen that are playing, that have bumped into this little bit of a problem, uh, this player from. No, so, and
0: you get that with three-game samples.
1: Yeah, and they might. The Caps might get it with a seven-game sample. They might just have to cross their fingers that Game Seven, he's his normal self, as opposed to you know, the numbers are showing that, show that g- against his career norms. I
0: also wonder about the the head coach for them
1: Trots really
0: I look at his nashville track record One, two, three, four, five. Five first round losses two second round losses and other not qualifying for the playoffs but those were early nashville years i'm not going to hold the the early years again sorry and lost in second lost in second and um uh, Washington, And while it's not always coaching, but he doesn't scream progressive to me. And he's got a really great lineup to, to be hammering other teams if, if they were to be aggressive.
1: If they threw caution to the wind and played to win rather than not lose, then I totally agree. But he's always been a, a let's not shoot ourselves in the foot sort of coach. It's the way he's coached all the time he was in Nashville, and um, it's one of the things with with the Capitals. They seem to score a lot of goals in spite of what the coach is asking them because they've just got so much skill. So I understand the theory behind it. It's like, well, if we can score while we're still trying to, you know, be conservative, why would we change? But but I think um, with that Washington team, you're almost better off just trying to win 6-5 because more often than not, you'll, you'll win... 4-1 4-1 or
0: something. Yeah, especially if Holtby finds his normal
1: standard of play. So it'll be interesting to know if they if they do fall short this year, whether all the blame goes on Ovechkin. None, um, none should. No, I'm not saying that that's, you know, you know what I mean. Or whether some of it will actually finally start to get distributed across two The coach, um, because it's going to be very easy to say it's Ovi's fault because he's been there the whole time, and the only thing that's changed are the coaches, and they still can't win. So, what do you do? Hire Bruce.
0: I actually, thinking about this Washington team, I think uh, if if Bujero was coaching this. Washington team it'd be very scary even more so than than they've been
1: which is petrifying when you think about it
0: right I mean he would have them pushing the play up that Halak Canadian series in Washington really screwed the trajectory up for the Capitals they overreacted to a small sample goaltending of goaltending and uh They've built their way back. Like, they're really good team-wise. So, but they lost some really nice prime years in there trying to become a defensive team. And, you know, that's not what they are.
1: But that's the conservative nature of, of this sport and the people that run it. It's, let's not lose. It's not, let's go out there and win. And as you'd like to remind us quite often, this is an entertainment product so at least if they were going to go out and try and win it at least be fun and you probably get people to watch so you know it's it's a little baffling in the sense that they've had the tools in place to, to win they could just be one of those teams that, that just miss out because the era they're in they just weren't lucky enough at that time to win the whole thing look they could win the next three games straight. I'm not counting
0: them out of the series. I think that no. would be incredibly
1: dumb. Yep. They only have to win one more... If they win their next game, all of a sudden it's back to... They've got a home ice advantage again, and away you go. I don't put and, it against
0: them winning three straight even if they lose the next game. That's, that's true. You know that's what I mean? True. Like, it's yeah. not ideal, and it's really tough when you're against a team like Toronto, who, by the way... Their trajectory looks amazing heading to the
1: future. Oh, it looks fantastic. It looks awesome. It's it's it they've done this reconstruction so well so quickly.
0: It's gotta really irk Buffalo people.
1: <laughs> yeah I can understand that.
0: No, there's frustration boiling over in, in, in my area.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, but they you have um, to be unlucky though. Yeah, sort of. They, the Leafs have filled their depth out better. They have better defensemen. Better coach. No, oh, can't fault Buffalo. They tried to get. They tried to get Babcock, but you know he he chose. He made the right choice.
1: He did. He did.
0: Because Casper um, Kapanen's sure. not going to be a fourth liner next year. He's going to have a quality of teammate that's better than Matt Martin and uh, who else is Just with him way. on that line? Boyle. Not that Boyle's a bad player, but like they're not offensively the most gifted. And I say that knowing that um, Boyle made that amazing pass in overtime to to Kapanen. Yeah, that
1: pass. That pass was very very nice.
0: But I think you're going to see them playing with some some of the higher end players next year. They they can have three legit scoring lines and, and kind of in that Pittsburgh mold where they can sp- spread the talent out a little bit. And then if you have a competent fourth line, you're looking pretty good.
1: And I don't think it would take them too much to shore up their back end either.
0: I like Gardner not a lot. Terrible.
1: Yeah, it's not terrible but I, I think they'll be able to find um I think they'll be able to find those um third and fourth pairing guys to, to have them play sorry, the you know, number three number four defensemen, but have them go number three number four, number three, number four rather than go three, four, five, six. And that's where I think they'll work out their depth. Is instead of falling all the way down to having, say, a, a 7 or an 8 trying to play a 6, they'll make sure that they just have 3 and 4s playing 5 and 6. It's how Pittsburgh got away with it last year, and kind of getting away with it this year. Sort of. Sort of.
0: <laughs> you want to transition there? Oh, why not? <laughs> well, they're up 3 nothing. Pittsburgh is. That, um... That's about all she wrote for that series. I I I don't see how Columbus could win four in a row. To be honest, no, I I don't think that's an outrageous
1: statement. It would require Bobrovsky to go, you know, one hundred percent the rest of the way, not giving up a goal, but just with he's the
0: we're ranked goalie right now, yeah, or fifteenth depending on how. how much Crawford fell last night. I haven't looked yet.
1: And to be perfectly honest, I don't think he's actually played badly.
0: Yeah, I don't think he's... Listen, he's a Vesna Hart candidate, and he's the 16th or 15th ranked goalie in the playoffs, and quite frankly, I know that the Blue Jackets, standing-wise, were the fourth-best team in the NHL, but they're not the fourth-best team in the NHL, so he had to play great,
1: and... He did. No, no, him dropping off... It's like what we used to say about um, uh, about Montreal. He carried the Blue Jackets as well as Price has carried um, the Canadians in seasons past. And as soon as he has that 2 or 3% drop-off from being, you know, elite-level Vesna trophy sort of a guy, the team can't cover that off. They're not good enough to do that.
0: And they're especially not going to be able to do it without Wierenski. That uh, was just bad luck.
1: That sucks, doesn't it? That eye looked terrible as well.
0: Yeah, well, there's a fracture there. That'll do it.
1: Yeah. But you're right. It's just it's the thing that sucks with, with hockey. I mean, <laughs> they've lost their best puck-moving defenseman. Um, their goalie's not playing particularly fantastic, and they seem a little more obsessed with hitting the Penguins and doing anything with the
0: puck. Oh, they're winning the hit battle. Good for them.
1: The I mean, old... Um,
0: I want to say Adam Gratz had a, had a tweet on uh, the hitting statistics so far at these playoffs. That was pretty good.
1: I'll it's funny. It the, I'm sure everybody saw the Dubinsky slew foot on sit at the end of the third period before OT.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And you sit there and go, Sid just went, yep, whatever, and just walked away. You go, That's the only way is a team in Pittsburgh situation, um, and you'd say the same thing about anybody playing Columbus, I suppose. that you just have to walk away and ignore it. You can't. And Sid, so, you can't the get caught up in it.
0: Davinsky on the game-winning goal that game. Now, it was not Dabinsky behind the net guarding Sid when he was spinning back and forth, but Sid's spins were so quick and so good. Dabinsky had the net front assignment and couldn't get on the correct post that Sid was on any of the times because Sid was, was going back and forth too quick for him, and that opened up the, the gap for Gensel, who was on his strong side. Usually you want to shoot from your off wing because the puck's towards the middle. It was actually good Gensel was on his strong side, because his left-handed shot gave Sid more room from around the net to find his stick for him to shoot it in. And Gensel picked up a little trick from Sid, the the pre-stick lift before the puck gets there on the defender.
1: Yeah, yeah, so, amazing. Um, Quick learner. The, Quick this learner. is from
0: about 24 hours ago. Uh, teams who won the hits battle after each NHL playoff game have a six and fourteen record.
1: You just don't. You don't have the puck.
0: From at MCAS the... and Kaz uh, and Adam Gretz was the one that uh, got that to my feed. So yeah. credit to I, I mean, you
1: know, there's a time and a place for hitting, but if you are out hitting your opponents that severely, mm-hmm. you just you don't have to puck
0: no but here's the thing the, the series has been a little bit strange first two games uh, Columbus had the puck but had no ability to earn scoring chances better than Pittsburgh it's almost like Pittsburgh went to the protect the house uh, collapse defense and let them shoot from the outside and I don't know if that's an intentional strategy of like almost like a Muhammad Ali I'll let them tire themselves out and we'll counter Stronger kind of defense. Was that game one? Uh, game one and two played out that. Yeah,
1: because I think one game of Mike's heat maps... Game three, Pittsburgh
0: plowed Columbus over
1: with everything. Because in one of Mike's heat maps, just it was just like this whole area in front of Fleury. They got nowhere near it. <laughs> they don't it have like they the have high-end
0: that. talent that Pittsburgh does. Over long samples, um, high danger, and regular scoring chances will align... With about a, around a 70% correlation to the, the Corsi stuff. Small samples will obviously throw that out of whack. But, you know, I like Cam Atkinson a lot. He had a wonderful season. He's not Sidney Crosby or Kenny Malkin. that's no, it it's not, not it's a fair <laughs> standard, but that's where Jared Columbus is. is. You know, Speaking of those two, Sid and Gino have been playing amazing.
1: The The thing that's, that's great is it's not just those two on their own. The, both players have got uh, line mates that are contributing as well. They're, they're past that age now of being able to do it all and they're lonesome. But with the right supporting cast around them, they can still be just as dominant. They just can't do it on their own. and the line I think they can still got... do it
0: on their own, just not consistently enough to where you can leave them alone and expect to win in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, and this team is built to help avoid that right now. It's yeah, great.
0: and that's what was really a, a problem for, for many seasons. Um, Bob Grove had, through three games, the Crosby line has 11 points. The Malkin line has 11 points. So... Top six. I wrote about before the series started that Pittsburgh has too much high end talent to for Columbus to match, and it's kind of kind of held true. Not that that's a an amazingly unique prediction. I'm not claiming that I had like a great prediction there. It's Sid and Gino are great, and <laughs> it shouldn't be ignored.
1: Well, it kind of can't be. I mean, they they're doing this without their prime puck moving friend on the back end as well I think that's what makes um, the way game three turned out uh, possession wise um, so much more oppressive for me is that the um, they're almost rolling their defenders out I don't care who they mash up against with Columbus it might be different if they, they move on to a different team but right now they're just rolling them out pair after pair after pair. Um, They're not really looking for any particular matchups or or sheltering guys in the offensive zone.
0: It worked in Game 3. I I wrote the morning of Game 3 that they should change the pairings up. I don't think my opinions really changed too much. We have a huge regular season sample of Daily Mata being very bad. They had a very good Game 3. But the problem with the playoffs is you get the recency bias going and you forget about, you know, the the larger piece of evidence at play. And uh, going forward, like, I don't want to shit on Columbus, but they're not, they weren't as good as their, their points. And they certainly won't yeah. max out their ability with the coach that they have because... He was bitching about how they weren't hitting enough during their 16-game winning streak. They got away from who they were while winning 16 games in a row.
1: Yeah. I wonder whether that's... No, that is just him being a dick. Yeah, you're right. No, it's... It is one of those things where...
0: He benched Brandon um, Sad Like, for what? He's one of their closest to a game-breaking forwards they have. You're playing the two game-breaking forwards in the league for the most part, or it have been for the longest sample of recent memory. You know, Connor is obviously... Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, probably surpassed both of them. But, <clears throat> you know, I, I'm i not shocked that Pittsburgh's up 3 nothing. I wouldn't have... Um, I don't usually like to, to predict teams going up three nothing. And but I don't think it's shocking.
1: I I'm shocked that there are three zip, to be perfectly honest. I honestly thought uh no injuries occurring that it would it would be a two one series going into today slash tonight's game. Um and you would uh, you know this particular game would make or break the series for Columbus. That was before Fleury started, and that's made this even more surprising for me because he's been bipolar this year in regards to how he's played. And the fact that they've got two good ones out of him and they managed to bail him out of a bad game three is a, is lucky.
0: Well, they did a really nice job, uh, as I said, of of making Columbus shoot from the low and medium danger areas. And if we're being honest, there are a lot of goalies that can handle low and medium danger shots throughout the league. That's kind of... Yeah. There's not a lot of ton of variance in low danger and medium danger save percentages in the NHL compared to high danger. High danger is where... The goalies are in their money, right?
1: That's why would yep.
0: you pay a premium for a goalie if not for their ability to save the the harder shots? So while, um, you know, the, I don't have criticism for Flurry's game one and two. How could you? Um, he is, however, fourteenth out of sixteen in high danger save percentage right now. With every goalie playing three games now in the playoffs.
1: I wonder whether that will improve over the and next couple. That, and topic. that's at
0: seven five zero is his high danger. His career yeah, it, in the playoffs is seven eight two. So it's not like it's not great. It's it's not. It's below his career average in the playoffs, but his career average also has him twenty third out of twenty six goalies from zero seven to now.
1: You obviously got the numbers sitting in front of you. Do you have what he, his high danger chance, high danger save percentage was in the year they lost to, to Detroit? Because that was, by all intents and purposes, his most sparkling performance. That that streak there.
0: Um, I can get it. Sorry. No, that's all right.
1: Because it's it's one of those things where you go. If that was the the best he could provide, and he didn't have a great high danger save percentage there. It was obvious, and it's quite obvious at the time Pittsburgh weren't looking at it these was. sorts of things.
0: At even strength, it was. It was uh, eighty four point five. There
1: you go. So, so you, you you do look back at that year, and he had a career year that year, and never came close to any of that again. Um, and at eighty was? Did you say it was eighty four?
0: Yeah, he was excellent.
1: Yeah. So you know, care, to, care not, to wager
0: what Matt Murray was last year?
1: Probably that
0: eighty-six point four. So Flurry's best was has already been bested. Yeah, Flurry's best came ten years ago. So
1: yeah. And so the next question is: Is Murray done for a couple of weeks, or is it three weeks? Or are they going to have to wait for the conference finals to get him back? Like,
0: there's nothing on it. It's a groin pull. Good luck.
1: Yep. <laughs>
0: Hurt on the hall breakaway. <clears throat> Clearly not fully mended before he came back.
1: And. Just... are tough, though. You can feel Go on, good, but...
0: and then you tweak it, you're back at ground zero.
1: Yeah, let's just hope he's only gone back to ground zero and hasn't regressed further from the secondary pull in the warm up.
0: Probably not, but, you know, playing that, you can't really skate without a groin. I've had groin injuries for hockey. They're not fun. Ed Yager's had lots of them and um, I don't expect him back anytime soon so I think this is going to be Fleury's net. My concerns moving forward are the same as they always are with him. There's a large sample that says he's below average in the playoffs. Um, There have been times where he's played um, a little bit better or even above average and some of those are semi, like twenty fourteen, fifteen. He wasn't
1: brutal. It's the thing if they get not brutal, they might be okay.
0: And that's what they're getting right now. But that's the standard with Flurry. Don't don't be like one of the worst goalies ever. Oh, okay. Oh look, he's doing great. Well, he's kind of just.
1: Yeah, I know. I know there is a public perception. I get it. I get the the frustration on like that his when you try. Tried...
0: He's so different than everybody, everybody else. that plays no. alongside of him. I just referenced yeah. that Matt Murray's high danger save percentage is the best the Penguins have received since 2007. Yeah. And, and that includes a year where Fleury should have, or I would have said, he should have won the con Smythe if, if they beat Detroit.
1: That's and how, that's how good his run why, was that year. This is why I brought it up, is that, that is the pinnacle year of his professional career, that particular season and that particular playoff run, I should say. And the fact that he's at 84 and Murray's already at 86, um, but does that just show Murray's you the difference.
0: Just Murray's was, that was for the last year's playoff year.
1: Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Like Fleury's 2008 playoff year, which everybody would say that was his best playoff run as an individual player. At least I would anyway. Um, his numbers have already been bested by Murray's you know, first first run through the playoffs. So you, you hope Murray doesn't regress like Fleury has. Um, and, and you know, only time, time will tell, but it, it, it does show you that Fleury has a long way to go just to get to, to Matt Murray, particularly for the high-danger chances. They're the ones that are going to win you or lose your games. Well, That's what's the point the- of
0: goaltender and insurance if not for saving high-danger saves? If, if it's about Otherwise, low and medium saves, then, like, why not spend a million on some just random dude that can just do that?
1: Yeah, it's because no.
0: insurance should be for high danger, and he's not, for all the athleticism, there's nothing in this, you know, any of the samples, really, that scream. he's He's skilled at that.
1: No, all you can, all, all you when I saw him start game one, I sort of said to my wife before we left to, to go away camping, was, I just hope he gets hot. You I know, mean, I mean, look but, at
0: Jake Allen. He he sucked this year. He's he's the he's, best goalie in the playoffs right now, and it's not close. And my pick for the conference fire, Stanley Cup final, is staring at an 0-3 hole, and it's solely due to Jake Allen.
1: So it can happen. And that's, yeah, and, and that's the thing. Just As a Penguins fan, you just cross your fingers that you, you get uh, elite-level flurry, which you do get at, at occasions through the year, and you, you get him for a lot of games in a row. Um, and the games that he's not, you just hope that the team with the offensive potency can uh, cover up for it, which is what they did in Game 3. So, um, yeah. I mean, do you want to move over to that St. Louis-Minnesota series?
0: <clears throat> yeah, I... um. Now, I just had one one last thing on the the flurries. just if the high danger doesn't improve from seventy five percent, which it can, but seventy eight percent being his career average is not, like I said, twenty third out of twenty six goalies um, since two thousand and seven that have played a thousand minutes. that's that's not good. And whether it's Washington or Toronto that faces him in the next round, they're both going to be better at high-danger scoring chances than the Columbus Blue Jackets.
1: Well, yeah.
0: So, you know, I'm just putting some pieces of information together. You can draw your own conclusions. So those are my concerns. But they're up 3 nothing, and that's going to hide a lot of uh, the nuances of this, so...
1: And that's look. Well, we're allowed to sit there and look to try and be better for the next round, can't we?
0: See, yeah, that's that's the thing. A lot of my Penguins analysis the last week or so has been big picture more so than uh, Columbus because Columbus isn't the standard for for repeating as a champ.
1: No, well, you can't. You you, you can't. What look they at do the, against it, Columbus
0: it. is not going to tell me what they can do against uh, Washington or Toronto uh, or or any of the other teams that are that are going right now
1: you know I I think the only other team I think the only team that Columbus could legitimately feel confident in beating this is going to sound really weird but for me it would be the Rangers
0: yeah the, the defense is terrible
1: yeah, because I'd give everybody else a better chance of beating Columbus than the Rangers. That's I know, that includes Ottawa, who I know they're up two one against Boston, but you know that that is a flawed hockey team that Ottawa have got on the go there, and I, I don't think Columbus could could beat them. I mean Pittsburgh, whilst it looked like a really nasty playoff series um, due to the the points totals, Columbus. I was fine with them getting Columbus. Yeah, so is
0: our. Columbus, probably not thrilled being fourth in the NHL and getting Pittsburgh, but, you know.
1: Well, so the NHL.
0: Yeah, so, sorry. <laughs> uh, St. Louis and Minnesota. I don't have much to add. It kind of piggybacks off the goaltending conversation that we were having. It's just amazing that Boudreaux has the worst luck ever on the goaltending front in the playoffs, whether it's his goalies not playing well or the other goalies playing insane.
1: Well, that's the thing, because Dubnik isn't playing badly, but Allen is playing insane <laughs> in the membrane.
0: Yeah, they put up 52 shots in game one and scored once.
1: And it's not like there were a lot of... Uh, and Sorry, rephrase, We're going to say that. There were some really good quality chances in there. It's not like they were all perimeter shots or, or anything. It would be hard to have a lot of perimeter shots in 52 shots on net, but... These weren't just your run of the mill, block it into the corner, just catch it in the glove kind of saves. Like, there were some really, really good saves there by, by Allen. So um, it would have to drive you, you nuts if you do It's just not fair. St.
0: Louis is dead last in high-danger chances for, or of for, in high-danger areas. Minnesota has snuffed them
1: out. And... Zubnik's not bleeding goals, though. Like, that's the thing. No, it's Jake Allen is. Yeah. Like,
0: going, but like, Tim Thomas, 2010 11, Jonathan Quick, 11 12. Like, crazy ass. Uh, we're not losing tonight, and I'm just going to stop everything. So just get one, and we'll figure it out from there. And they have. It's. Yeah. So, I don't think it's a case of anything other than. Hot goalie, short sample, terrible luck that it's three games in a row. And you, you know, they did get. They've been one goal games for the for the most part. I know the one went the first one went to overtime, and the the one yesterday was uh, empty netter at the end. So it's not like, you know, the games are getting away from Minnesota.
1: Well, one was an overtime. Yeah, it's they're, it, not,
0: they're not. People are going to have like these, uh, you know. I feel for the people in Minnesota because I don't view their window as extremely large given some of those contracts. Yeah, and to have this happen during one of their best looks, I don't regret taking them f- to make the final. I, I think they're playing a way that is indicative of why I did. Yep. But they're crushing St. Louis. They cannot score because the goalie's awesome.
1: Must. Feel a little weird for St. Louis to sort of have it on the other foot. Usually they were crushing teams,
0: yeah, for years there, and
1: and couldn't and and could not take a break. So um, it must feel a little bit different to be there, going, "Holy crap, we are getting crushed!" Oh, we won though.
0: So I don't have too much uh, other than that to add to that series. It's just Jake Allen. That two words sum up the series.
1: Yep. And, well, I mean if you look at it, he'd be Consolath candidate right now. If you were going to be silly enough to start, <laughs> yeah, games. Game, so. Yeah, you know what I mean. But they're the sorts of performances that um, you know, tip things in your favor along that line. I mean, the other three nil series, I wasn't expecting. Um, I picked Nashville in my bracket to make the final, but I had them beat Chicago and seven in my in my uh, bracket challenge. I, um, uh,
0: I had Nashville winning the series, but it was a coin flip. Certainly yeah, not uh, a predictable 3-0 three, nope. situation, but I'm sure Taves will leadership their his team out of that hole, or not.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> whilst we're um, being smart asses... Um, did Chicago feel a little bit like they were a bit thin this year and they're finally starting to get found out for being thin? Because No, they
0: were thin. They made some usage changes. Uh, Travis Yost did a wonderful piece on it. And they actually got back to playing at a really high level.
1: Didn't burn them out,
0: did it? I don't think so. I just think Nashville's good too.
1: Uh, which, yeah, I, I certainly agree with. And Crawford Co- is, is
0: among that... Um... that bottom three with Bob, Fleury, and Crawford in the high danger save percentage. So Fleury's in a grouping of two guys that are down in their series, 0-3, and he's up 3-0. <laughs> so that's yeah. kind of
1: the classic. The thing that's funny, though, is that I wouldn't have picked Pecorino to be two shutouts.
0: No, and two, the- two points, which was funny because <laughs> he was producing more offense than than the other team as well.
1: Well, he was producing more offense than Taze, wasn't he, at one stage? Um oh, the whole team. He <laughs> shut him up both games. Yeah, oh, that's two right. Points. He did too. So the, the, the thing is, do you trust that Pekka will stay like that the rest of the way? I would say no, but yeah, I don't think they need him to.
0: Goalies that team's good enough. The goalies are voodoo uh, phrase is not in <laughs> thin air. It's, it's legit. It's tough to. It's a high variance position. You try to level it over a long term these playoffs aren't aren't that long term to so you, you can get these wild swings that, you know, can make you look stupid based on predictions but it is what it is. Yep. So crazy. it's looking like Chicago is in a lot of trouble. I I think Nashville's defense corps is the best in the league. If Rene's playing league average or better, that's that's going to make things tough because Forsberg's excellent. Uh, Fial, Fiala good. is looking really good, yeah. uh, even outside yeah, of see. his game winner last night. Arvidsson's no, pull awesome.
1: Us, pull us together, pull put together a pretty good roster there.
0: Yeah, if they could somehow lose the Rene contract, that's 7 mil, they could really extend this
1: window. yeah you do you, is this Rene's last, last he's got one year, more I can't remember yeah
0: I think he's got more than that
1: oh uh, he's got I was gonna say, two more yeah, two more well that's alright then because by the time that kicks on a little bit the the shine will have rubbed off whatever he does here and they might be able to um push on and get away from him That sounds so bad saying that.
0: So, I don't think there are too many people uh, sad about the Blackhawks uh, situation.
1: No, if my Twitter I did anything to go, boy, there's a little bit of glee at the moment and there's nothing to say Chicago can't do it.
0: Yeah, I'm going to say it. (laughs) The, The defense is too good. A lot of teams, Chicago's forwards, their higher end forwards could overwhelm in fine matchups that could easily yeah. overwhelm. and
1: Can't do that with this group. You're right.
0: Yeah. Subban, Yossi, Ekholm, and Ellis. Four, the, those are four guys that can, can play minutes, and that's going to be their core for a long time. And even Matt Irwin's fine. So where's the, the mismatch? Whereas the flip side of it, not that Nashville has like the most amazing forward group ever, but they, uh, you know. Seabrook is kind of uh, that the player that is perceived to be. Campbell's a little bit older. He can still skate well, but outside of Chalmerson and Keith, what what are you looking at there?
1: Yeah, it gets thin real quick.
0: So, um, what else? Since it's in the West, I haven't seen too much of Anaheim, Calgary. I have to admit. But Anaheim, I uh, picked them to beat Calgary. I like Calgary. I think Calgary will be a um, kind of a, a team like Toronto to watch the next few years. They got some really nice pieces, but uh, just not enough to to overcome Anaheim. Anaheim, kind of like Nashville, has has a good grouping of defensemen. It's tough to find a mismatch.
1: they don't have Cam Fowler no matter what you might think of whatever his next contract is going to be he's still an important part of their back six
0: yeah Lindholm Vatten and Fowler that's a good good trio I mean DX is a a mess but (laughs) and they could have Dupre in there obviously um, he's got some really serious concussion issues that have kept them out but
1: if you Calgary do you change your netminder
0: I don't think so I don't think that's been uh, been a problem
1: I actually watched um, a bit of the OT game um, today and maybe Elliot's just a um Yeah, I guess
0: I guess they're fifteenth and save percentage.
1: He's an interesting case of he's streaky. He's really, really streaky and right now he's streaking the wrong way.
0: Yeah, they're they're not coming back in that series, so it's looking like uh Anaheim will be taking on the winner of San Jose and Edmonton and uh, the brief uh, bits I've seen of that, because let's be honest, 10:30 p.m. starts
1: aren't the easiest. No, they wouldn't be for you. A good point, actually. <laughs> but
0: Edmonton has done some nice uh, possession things in the series, I- in stretches, and you know, I picked them to win kind of just because I was picking McDavid. <laughs>
1: McDavid with the uh, half a Thornton San Jose? Yeah. it's
0: has got to be tough for San Jose to have that run last year and then... You
1: know, they their, did fall off... Their, their window's not off. looking as great. No, but they fell off the map at the end of the year. Like They fell into this spot. And that's the, the problem you've, you've got. Um, both goalies have looked... I've looked pretty bloody impressive, to be perfectly honest. Um, I actually thought that there'd be a little bit more scoring in this game than there has in this series, and there has been. Um, it's been some really good chances though, so it's exciting. The this, this puck's just not getting in the net because both goalies are playing very, very well. But it is, it is, it has this feel about it that they're only going to go as far as Kem Talbot takes them because they still make egregious errors in their own zone and Talbot's bailed them out an awful lot. So it's not that Conor McDavid can't carry them, but Connor McDavid can't stop turnovers from other players when he's not on the ice. So <laughs> Talbot's going to be the thing that takes Edmonton as far as they go.
0: Yeah, and I think they can get through San Jose just because even if Thornton was healthy, his his even strength point production this year, what it was a, what was a top ten last year? He was at like one point three ish, which is fourth line level stuff, which was shocking to me, to be
1: honest. Hey, you you you, you, do, you do expect to fall off at some point. It's I, just that he
0: he was at like two point two to go to yeah. one point three. I mean that's.
1: Yeah, he's consistently been so awesome for so long. You would have thought if you know, he fell maybe off, a
0: one point eight year thrown in there, like a second line level, and then maybe fall yeah. off. But like, yeah, elite, elite to like, I don't know, pick your fourth liner. That, that was tough to yeah. see.
1: No, and that's that. That is one of those things where you expect to fall off, just not falling off a cliff. You expect a bit of a roll down a hill and. Well, he fell off a cliff at the moment so we'll we'll see whether because he's not healthy no
0: obviously that that hit he took was
1: pretty fierce Mm mhm so you know the fact that he came and played game 3 was um, not a bad effort
0: yeah just to put it into perspective Eric Fair has a 1.30 Thornton was 1.31 this year
1: yeah so, a uh, very unexpected, and um, it will be interesting to see what happens with his contract negotiations because he's up.
0: Yeah, does he stay there? I mean, if I'm Las Vegas, I throw a ton of money for one. I I might give him the max for one year.
1: Yeah, well, what yeah. do they
0: need a cap for?
1: Well, you're not going to hit, hit that cap
0: before. ceiling coming off the expansion <laughs> draft
1: no you're a good point actually
0: I try to if I'm Las Vegas I would try to lure Thornton with a mega one year deal and if he stinks who cares he's a name gets people there
1: why would you want to do it
0: as Joe Thornton I don't know 14 million is pretty good reason
1: and it's not San Jose who have done their best as a management structure to piss you off
0: but he does love it there Ed you're right Joe Thornton coming into the offseason will be a very interesting thing to track how many years does he want? like that's another risk because of that, that um, that's the thing with off. him
1: falling off a cliff this year like it really does unless he's been injured most of the year and we just haven't known which I've not heard about um, it really does stick a, a fork into the balloon of how much he could earn from a, a non-expansion team
0: That's the only series that isn't 3-0 in the West.
1: Oh, it is too. Wow. I can't believe they actually won game one, San Jose. Um, I just I found that uh, amazing. I watched the first... Uh, I probably got to the first four minutes of the second period and then had to leave. Um, and... Yeah, when I finally got back into the into communi- into communications with uh, the internet, I was like, oh, yeah, 2-1, that makes sense. Then I found out it was actually game one that they won. I'm like, no way. Things change quick. It did, very quickly. Which one's next, the Senators or the Canadians?
0: Uh, well, the Canadians are, are better than New York. And while Hank has been pretty great...
1: Yes. <laughs> you
0: know, ...carry price is on the other side of that, so he, the Rangers... I'm not going to say they're unlucky. They've been trying to run this advantage out for years, and it really has a low probability of netting a Stanley Cup.
1: They've gone to the Cup run once in all of Lundqvist's time. Once.
0: Uh... They're up against a team that has is equal. At least now.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And Montreal has a better team.
1: That pretty much wraps it up. It's not been the most exciting series. No, I can't do it. Regulov aside, um now I can watch the been... highlight.
0: I'll yeah. Catch the highlight. <laughs> Because classic NHL, they're not staggering the starts to where you can watch two games at once because the intermissions are lining up at the same time. I'm sure as shit not choosing the Montreal-New York series over some of the other options. It's just not happening.
1: No, but they don't have to worry about it because it's two massive markets. They're not going to give a toss about it. Not that they would have if they were small market teams and they were looking to try and stagger it. But it's Montreal and New York. They're going to get ratings no matter what they do. They could play the game at 2 a.m. in the morning your time and those markets would still watch the game. Well, Montreal would. Well, I suppose New York do have other things to do.
0: So, I, I don't know. i I, I got to be honest. There's one series that I just don't care to watch. It's that one.
1: Yeah, that that's that makes a bit of sense. I like watching the Senators' brewing series just to watch Eric Carlson be magical.
0: Yeah, he's he's propping up a, a team that has many holes, but they do also have nice pieces. Hoffman's really good. Stone's good. Anderson is statistically was better than Bob this year, but put in a smaller sample. Yeah, tourists. I, I quite like
1: tourists. So,
0: Clark MacArthur is amazing. In the sense that he's playing, he, he's playing and and not looking out of place after that. It's basically, two years off. I I have my concerns. Um, with, with his injury, of course, it's
1: yeah. He's
0: he's taken a lot of. Big life risk, this one. And um, he actually married a a local girl when he was playing with the Americs here. So I know some of my friends through hockey kind of are friends with his wife. So I have friends through friends connection, I guess. So I root for him. Yep, yep, yep. And yeah. He's, he's always been a really good player, and it was nice to see him get out of Toronto because they were treating him like a fourth liner when he was really a, the legitimate top six guy, and then the injuries started hitting.
1: Yeah, that's never very fair.
0: But he's he's playing now, and that's a big big plus for them to get a forward of that caliber if he can play to his career track record. But Boston's a little unfortunate with their injuries on the defense.
1: McAvoy seems to have jumped in there okay, though.
0: Yeah, he has. And then um, you you throw in Krug, who can't play. That That's another good, really good player. Yeah. Like, injuries well, affect everybody. But, yeah, but not every uh, injury Boston's they had that. a really good sample all season long. And then right before the, the important time, they, they kind of lose... Some of what they need. So,
1: welcome to Pittsburgh, 2015. Really?
0: Yeah, Johnston's first year wasn't bad. And then he had to play five defensemen a night.
1: <laughs> yeah, not a great way to end the year. So, who do you think wins this? Who do you think wins this series? Because, like, I, I legitimately thought it was going to be Boston easy. Yeah, me too. I
0: definitely picked Boston, and this one is turned on its head because Carlson has been unreal. You can look at the game from Saturday, or was it Sunday? Whichever the day game was, I think it was Saturday, where Boston had that lead and blew it, and then Ottawa won in overtime. That's that's the kind of game when you're injured and not at full strength, you can't afford to, to get that lead and drop it
1: yeah uh, it's, it's unfortunate for, for Boston because there were a lot of people's dark horses to make a lot of noise I have so, them in the conference
0: final and a lot of that has to do with what side of the bracket they're on but they may not get out of round one
1: yeah that's tough
0: <laughs> they can't ask for a better first round opponent really like, I don't no know it's age. as flawed as any team in the playoffs yeah no so t- if you totally if can't agree. get it done there then you know wasn't meant to be so that's the rundown round one so far
1: yeah we had a couple of questions well, we had a couple of questions come through but they're not playoff based questions Real questions for the end of the year. So come on, guys.
0: <laughs> you know, the the, the King stuff happened since the last time we talked with Lombardi and Sutter. We will eventually talk about those kind of things. I I just think the playoffs uh, should dominate the conversation right now, and and it's going to until uh, we lose a lot more of the teams.
1: So just quickly though. Speaking of playoff series, how did Calvert only get one game for his cross-check and then hit Kunuckle?
0: Because they had their league lackey Pierre Lebrun tweet out that nothing was going to happen and saw the reaction and then they just
1: put a game on it. And then you have Keith Jones saying, oh, that's message sending right there. It's like, no, that's just wrong, but Whatever. You know, it's... Ridiculous. I think there's
0: really not much to add to it. It's not a hockey play. The intent is uh, to injure. Uh, Yeah, purely... uh, Defenseless player cross-check to the... uh, To the neck area. It may not have made principal contact with the neck, but given that he's reckless enough to engage a defenseless opponent, why am I to assume he wasn't trying to hit his neck? And then... Let's ignore all that. Let's say it was the shoulder Uh, guy hunched down, and and you you sideswipe him in the head for good measure.
1: Just seems to be Totoro teams always have have these things happen with them. So you know, whatever.
0: Didn't hurt Columbus because Calvert is a twenty fifth percentile player in possession and offense. So. He's not an impact player. Why wouldn't no, you send a guy fair. like that? To, the only th- thing they screwed up with that was having Calvert hit a guy that probably is a healthy scratch if the Penguins lineup is, is fully healthy at forward. When Hagelin when and Kunitz come back, I don't see a, a Rowney and Kunhakko staying in. No,
1: you're yeah, Correct. Uh, those he just happened shows. to be the closest
0: guy and he wanted to be a baby.
1: Yeah, no, he just got whoever was there. No, no, I, I appreciate that. But it's just, this guy, it's like watching the garbage that happens, uh, actually, the game winner in today's game when Bobby Ryan draws the penalty, right? He gets there and smushes whoever the hell it is that, that took the two minutes for roughing, right in the face, no call, So he pops in a little bit with the glove, pops Bobby Ryan with the glove, and that gets two minutes. And I'm like, there's no... It's like, what the hell? I don't understand what this game actually wants. They don't know. They don't care. Uh, All right, on that pleasant note, maybe we should wrap this up.
0: Yeah, um... Yeah, we'll have um, new matchups to talk about next time, I assume. Unless all these 3 0 <laughs> series go to game seven, that would be something. That would make us both look like idiots. Uh, it
1: wouldn't be the first time something has. Nope.
0: So, uh, let's see. Let's go through the house cleaning. Patreon.com slash hockeyhurts is our Patreon page where you can support the podcast financially. HockeyHertz.com is one way to uh, find the podcast and Cam's articles. Uh, you can subscribe to Hockey Hertz podcast on whichever iTunes or Android, whatever. Just type it in the search thing. And, uh, <laughs> you know, leave a review if you'd like. HockeyBuzz.com, I have my Penguins articles. So I've been busy doing that. And, um,. At Walshy66 at hockey underscore Hertz at Gunnerstall. That's how you find us on Twitter. And I'm fairly active on Twitter. That's probably the best way to reach me. So. <laughs> that's about it, right?
1: I think that's it.
0: All right. See you next time. Bye.